Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Hello, Northwest Arkansas. Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas, big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. And the reason why I'm excited is because this guest, this next guest that we have on the podcast is she is a chocolatier, if I could use that word. She does amazing things with chocolate. I absolutely love their chocolate. And I'm speaking of Lauren Blanco from Markham and Fitz. And we're so excited to have her on the podcast today. And this is one of the few times where I wish our podcast was a video because then we could watch her making chocolate as she's talking to us. Of course, she's not doing that, but needless to say, it would be a lot of fun to, to, to watch chocolate being made. I love, I love that whole process. But without further ado, Lauren Blanco, welcome to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you doing? Randy, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Good, good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself. And as we always like to do, we like to hear individuals 
origin stories, right? Because I think, why should we care to listen to anybody unless we know what's so special about them? And and of course, the catch word is that everybody is special in their own right. But I would love for you to share with our audience a little bit of your superhero origin story and how you find yourself here as one of the premier chocolate makers in Northwest Arkansas. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And man, I got into chocolate, I guess, in a roundabout way. I graduated from the University of Arkansas a few years back. And when I graduated college, I got a job in the nonprofit industry doing grassroots level economic development in war-torn countries. And so I spent some time traveling to Central East Africa. And that was actually where I was exposed to business. I didn't have so much of an interest in business beforehand, but I kind of saw a business as a holistic way of meeting human needs. And, and that was also where I was exposed to cocoa the crop that makes chocolate. And lo and behold, some friends and I got together and decided to make some chocolate and sell it and see what happened. And seven years later, I run a dessert bar and cafe up in Bentonville. And that's, uh, we also manufacture chocolate from the cocoa bean. So that's kind of my, like my short story version of how I got into chocolate and kind of where I came from. But originally, you know, grew up in Louisiana and made my way up to Arkansas and really, I guess, consider it home here now and I've been making chocolate for seven years. So now I have a couple of questions for you. Well, is your family still in Louisiana? Yes. My parents are in Louisiana. Um, I have a brother that lives locally here. Okay. Um, Yeah. And did you grow up like, I mean, like where did the, outside of, you know, your experience, you know, in Africa, I always tell people, and I always say that a lot of times when we find a passion in life, there were always glimpses or hints of them early on when we were younger. And I'm just curious to Mm. know, as a young lady, as a little girl even, did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you'd be running a chocolate company? And of course, all I can think about is Veruca Salt and and all of these characters from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But you know, those all come to mind because that's like one of my favorite movies. But did you ever see yourself doing that when you were younger? I love that question because I think when I was young, I never really imagined myself as a business owner. And I think that's like, it's been really perplexing for me to think about like, where did I, where did that seed get planted? Like, where did that Mm -hmm. begin? And how long did it take to like cultivate the courage and the, you know, the abilities to, to do what I do now. But when I was little and this kind of made its way into its own series of chocolate bars that I think you've tasted, but (laughs) My mom used to, or still does, bake and make desserts and make treats for the holidays every single year, all the time. I mean, she used to bake off chocolate chip cookies almost every single night growing up. I mean, homemade cookies. She would just like leave these rolls of dough in the freezer and just slice some cookies every night. And and she's like a pretty intense fitness professional. <laughs> so it's this lovely juxtaposition of like, sports and sweets <laughs> in my upbringing. What a combination. Um, yeah. So we had lots of sweets growing up though. And I, I grew up in Louisiana with like a really big food culture. And, you know, anytime my family would travel and go out to eat, this is something I learned about us after I got married. And I, we would, I would be out to dinner with my husband at a restaurant and I'd want to order dessert. And he's like, why, why are you ordering dessert? Like, we don't do that. And you know, I learned that he grew up without ever eating desserts at a restaurant. And I grew up ordering desserts almost 
every single time <laughs> we would eat out. So it was just like a, it was a family a practice, if you will, to eat and enjoy desserts. And then actually I studied abroad in France in college. And I think that's where like my love of food and like the foodiness in me kind of came alive. And I started to be more interested in higher quality, like presentation of food and drink and all that kind of stuff. So um, I would say those are, yeah, some pretty big influences to my love of sweets and chocolate in particular. I mean, I could keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I, I, that, that, that all makes sense now when you see, like, for those of you that are listening to this, if you haven't experienced a Markham and Fitz chocolate bar, you don't know what you're missing. And I highly encourage you that as soon as you're done with this podcast, or maybe even while you're listening to it, if you're on your mountain bike in downtown Bentonville, you need to ride over to the A Street Market to the Markham and Fitz shop and grab the number one fan or lemon and poppy seed or nutty nostalgia, and just read some of the stories that are so artfully shared on the cover of these chocolate bar, chocolate bars that I just really, everything that you're saying to me, Lauren, makes perfect sense now after reading those because I read them and I couldn't eat the chocolate right away. I had to look at it and the packaging is, is fabulous, but it all makes sense now. And you, you kind of tell <laughs> a little bit about your story on the packaging of the chocolate bars and, and how they came to be. Because I'll be honest with you, and I said this in a video that I had the good fortune of doing for you guys, that I'm not a big white chocolate fan, but you created th that lemon and poppy seed with that lemon white chocolate with poppy seed is out of this world. And again, I never, I was just never a big fan of white chocolate until I had that. And it, it really was a game changer for me. But well, thank you. Yeah. But I appreciate you kind of sharing that because clearly, it, it seems like it you you are now an amalgam of a number of different things that have happened over time, right? Because you, you look at you growing up, being around a, mo a mom that liked to cook and and made some amazing desserts over the years. I, you know, I I think we all had that we all had that family member that we remember making cookies for us from a young age, and like like it, for me, it was yeah. my aunt it was my aunt Ada, and my aunt Ada's cookies are like legendary. She's she's passed <laughs> on. But like I still have her recipe. We make the cookies mm. from time to time, and, and I can still taste. You know, I, every time I taste those cookies, I I, I think of my my aunt Ada, and, and they just invoke something. And I think that's that um that's that unique nature of food, right? Food and in all types of food, whether dessert or main meals or anything like that, have a a, a way of of taking us to time and space, and, and taking us back to maybe when we were younger and reminding us about certain things. So I think that's really kind of cool. And and now your chocolate bar, your chocolate bars and the chocolate that you create now are creating that for a whole new legion of of people. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And I think so the the chocolate bars that you mentioned, so there we have quite a few different products and those specific bars were created over the past year, like kind of like during the pandemic, like after the pandemic, I, I spent some time like reflecting on these stories, like where I came from and who really influenced my palate and my love of desserts. And so that's where all of those stories came from and why they're on the front of the package. Uh, not all of our bars are like that. So those are a few special ones. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think that like our origins and like where we come from totally influences our palate for sweets. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So let's back up a little bit because you said about seven plus years ago, you had you you were you were traveling and spending time in Central Africa, 
and you discovered, I mean, it wasn't like you, you, you had already eaten, you'd enjoyed chocolate and I'm sure a lot of different variations, but at what point did you say, you know what, we're going to start a chocolate company? What was it specifically that just kind of led you down this road to where you are today? Well, that's a great question. So I started the company with a couple of partners and and so it was a friend of mine who really had the idea to make chocolate and was making it in his home kitchen. And that was where I tasted craft chocolate for the first time and thought to myself, wow, this is different chocolate. This is better chocolate than anything I've ever had before. I think there's something to this. I think there's a story we can tell. I think these flavors are worth pursuing. Like they're so, you know, it was one of those true aha moments, you know, those euphoric food moments when you taste something you've never had before. It, it, it does something in your brain that just says, whoa, aha, you know, and, and that was one of those food moments for me that I think that, that propelled me on this trajectory is tasting craft chocolate that really was impactful. Yeah. And so, but was it, was that, that was after you had spent some time in Central Africa, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Uh, well, and kind of, I mean, kind of along the same, on the same timeline. Sure. Um, I, I worked for a nonprofit organization that was working with some local leaders, helping, basically helping facilitate small business. And one of the local connections we had had some cacao farming friends. And so he took us to their farm. We got to visit their family and see how they harvested cocoa pods. I mean, we happened to be there during harvest time. And so that was like a really unique experience. But the connect the dots is when I actually tasted craft chocolate and what chocolate had the potential to taste like from beans that were treated with a lot of care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like listening to you talk and the passion you have for cacao is almost the same way that what I heard from John Allen when I interviewed him, John Allen from Onyx Coffee. And, uh -huh. you know, John has this special relationship with all the growers that provide, you know, some of that amazing coffee that Onyx creates on a regular basis and roasts right in our own backyard. I mean, it's one of the best coffee makers in the country. And he, you know, I can hear that same sense of enthusiasm and excitement as you described that, the same way he described the coffee beans mm. that he was encountering when he would travel in different parts of the world. Because he, you know, like I tell people all the time, it's like, there's a reason why this coffee is so expensive. A, he knows all the growers of, of the different <laughs> beans and he's really, he really cares about them and, and wants to support them and pay them a fair wage. And, and also at the same time, you know, provide some unique experiences for those that truly love coffee and want something that's not like this sweatshop coffee that we get in a lot of, you know, a lot of environments, uh, you know, in locations. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so I think that's really cool. But I don't think it's any accident that places like Onyx and Markham and Fitz are able to or find fertile ground to grow in. What was that like for you? As you said, you know what, you know, you had partners and other people and, and I believe it's just you now, right? Is it just, it is, it is just you. So you are the lone person standing and you've said, you know what, I'm going to take this to the next level. And you've passed by that, you know, that mythical five-year period that we all talk mm. about in small business, right? Where it's like, if you want to be a real business, you've got to last five years. And after five years, you know, yeah, you're, you, may, you may run into some challenges, but at least you've made it that far. You're into year seven, which, you know, I don't know if anybody cares, but, you know, seven is the number of perfection. 
right? Numbers mean different things. And so I, I think it's interesting that you're in this place where you know, you're, we're coming out of the pandemic, you're taking this, your chocolate company to a whole nother level. How does that, what does that feel like for you right now? Wow. It feels like a big I know, question. It's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I know it's a lot to unpack and you can, you can kind of take it in any direction that you want to, but I would just love for you to share because the reason why I'm asking you that is because Lauren, I, I know that there are other women that, that might be listening to this that want to start a business and need that encouragement that, you know what, this thing can really happen. And sometimes when you least expect it, you know, you may fall upon a really great opportunity the way that you did. And you got to kind of take it and run with it and not worry about, you know, what tomorrow's going to bring. You just worry about what you're doing in the here and now, which it seems like, you know, you've, you're focusing on and you're having some serious success with it. Mm. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to reflect on like when, you know, we started the company and like what it felt like when we started or what fears I had or what uncertainties I had about starting a business. And I guess I have the personality type that's like, try it and figure it out later. Like I'm, you know, that's my learning curve (laughs) and I'm willing to throw myself into things. But yeah, I am. This year has been definitely been a good one and it's definitely a better one than the pandemic year. I mean, granted, sure. it's continued, but you know, we we had some time to pivot and take care of our team, and and this year, yeah, I think has brought a lot of you know stability and peace, and that's like two of the things I was probably looking for the most in this, I guess, seventh year. I've spent a lot of time this year focusing on like taking care of myself as an entrepreneur. I don't know that we talk about that a lot in entrepreneurship. There, at least. When I was like entering entrepreneurship in the first at least five years, you know, there's all of that kind of like social language around like grind and hustle and which there's so much of that that's like absolutely crucial and necessary to getting something off the ground. And like, I mean, it's like building a rocket, you know, (laughs) you have have to get enough force to get off the ground and it takes a lot more effort. But yeah, I guess in terms of like sevens and... (laughs) year of uh, uh, what this year has held for me, it's certainly been one that I, I've, I've tried to take weekends off, you know, I've, um, and that like that has been success for me, <laughs> you yeah, know, like that's yeah. how I've measured success this year, among other things. But that's one of the things I, I think I've been sharing with my friends. And that's been so valuable to me as an entrepreneur and like how I see, you know, t- taking on the future as a business owner is, you know, it's just important to I don't know, like take care of ourselves and our people. And anyway, that, I guess that's been a priority for me. So it's a, kind of top of mind, but. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, self-care is so important. And, you know, I'm always telling people that, you know, you can't save anybody else if you don't, you know, you got to put the life preserver on yourself first before you try yeah. to save anybody else. And so, and never have words been more true than in the uh, sense of, you know, the whole entrepreneurial journey, right? And what's what's required to get you to where you want to be. And so it just, it takes time and it takes effort and you've got to put the work in. And like you said, the grind, or or as I always like to say, I used to say rise and grind all the time. And I still feel that way. But at the same time, I'm always careful not to connote something that requires a level of sacrifice that's just untenable. Right. Mm, Because I mean, I think that's one of the challenges that a lot of people have. It's like, I've got to be able to do and operate a certain way when I get my business off the ground to the point where I can't, you know, I can't focus on anything else. But I mean, you still have to live your life. And yeah, you might eat, sleep and drink 
insert your business here for a while, but that's a season that you go through. And then you get right. to a place where yep. you're like, okay, like you're saying, I mean, you're, you're taking weekends off now. That's a big deal. So you don't have to show up <laughs> at the store on the weekends and yet maybe you don't have to go to the, the chocolate shop on a regular basis like that. And so you, you uh, celebrate those small victories as a small business owner, because, you know, it takes a while to get to that place. And then you think, okay, well, what's next? right? How do I get right. that? I mean, the, the booster rockets, as you, to use your analogy, the booster rockets have propelled us up into the atmosphere and now we want to keep going higher. What's next? How do we do that? So, and that that's, I think that's always the challenge for small business owners. So. Yeah, absolutely. It so, resonates with us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me how, I'd love to know, how did the name Markham and Fitz come about? Great question. We started the company under a different name that we couldn't trademark. And so when we were opening our brick and mortar at the 8th Street Market, we needed to change the name and get a trademark because I mean, we were investing so much more money than we had before and uh, wanted to make sure that that was good to go. So Markham is the name. It's always a funny winding of words, but Markham's the name of my uh, co-founder's oldest son's middle name. Okay. And Fitz is my dog. <laughs> okay. There you go. So at the time, okay. they were two four-year-olds. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So now yeah. that dog is 11 and uh, and, and, and <laughs> well, so the other, they're both 11. So uh, eight, I think. Eight. eight or nine. Yeah. Oh, with seven. Well, you, they were so both four. We rebranded like year three. Oh, okay. I got you. Uh -huh. Okay. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So was that important in terms of the um, uh, being able to get the trademark status? It was for us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we ended up having a name that like Lind had a trademark for. Oh, if wow. If you're not familiar with Lind, it's like yeah, yeah. one of the, the big biggest chocolate companies in the world. Right, right. <laughs> they had the right. word hello trademarked. Did they really? They, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And we, huh. for whatever reason, you know, we didn't know that. So... <laughs> Oh man. Okay. I can see that would cause you to make some changes. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It, it sure did. Yeah. That's cool. So how's it been? I mean, you're, you're running this whole program by yourself, not by yourself. I mean, you have a team of people with you. You've got the store, you've got a shop. I mean, are you guys sending chocolate all over the place now? Or are you, is it, I mean, I'm assuming that you're relying on more than just the palette of us discriminating chocolate folks in Northwest Arkansas that you have people all over now that are looking for your chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. We have a boutique distributor that distributes our chocolate nationally. And so we, we wholesale our chocolate to primarily boutique and independent retail stores across mm -hmm. the U.S. And, and then we also sell online and ship anywhere in the continental United States. And occasionally we'll ship, you know, outside, oh, we'll ship to Canada, but we're there. It's still kind of a trickier process everywhere else. So primarily continental US yeah. and Canada. Mm -hmm. How much studying did you go when you looked at the, you know, the marketplace of different chocolate businesses? And I, I always think of like C's Candy, you know, mm -hmm. C's Candy was, was a famous independent chocolate company for a very long time until Warren Buffett bought them. And, and, oh. and you know, and you know, the whole thing about it was that Warren, I mean, A, the company was just run really well. And I don't know if you know their backstory, but you know I Mary don't, C. Actually. Yeah, Mary C. started making chocolate in her kitchen. And for those that that don't know, the anybody listening to this podcast that's from the West Coast knows about C's Candy. 
Nowadays, you can go to a lot of malls and see a C's candy mm-hmm. shop pop up during the winter time. There's even one in in the and my wife just said there's one in the north Northwest Arkansas Mall right here in Fayetteville. Uh, That's what I thought. C's, yeah, yeah, but C's candy is great, and I love whenever I go out west. I always love going into the C's candy candy shop and getting fresh made candy. There's nothing like it. But yeah, but but Mary C's started out making candy in her kitchen. And then kind of built it up. And then over the years, just had a lot of success with it. I mean, a lot of success. And eventually, her company was purchased by her family, sold the company to Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett saw the value in C's. And he has kept it for the most part. I mean, Berkshire Hathaway owns C's Candy, but it has been run the same way that it's been run since when Mary had the company. So, I mean, why, why mess with a good thing? And mm-hmm. I, I think it's, you know, people are loyal to their chocolate, right? Have you, you found that, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the unique thing. And, and, and the other piece of it is that chocolate is one of those indulgences that it's hard to say no to. So it's almost like you, you always have a built-in audience. It's just, it's just tapping them when they're ready to have some chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's definitely an emotional connection that people have to chocolate. And that's what I find so like fascinating and like fun about chocolate, you know, because yeah. people, people are coming to chocolate to feel good. And right. so like, we get to contribute to that process. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so tell us a little bit about, about your products and, and what can people expect if they head over to specifically to your location on the A Street Market there in Bentonville. Yeah. So uh, locally, we've got our dessert bar and cafe at the 8th Street Market. And we, of course, have all of our, our chocolate bars. We've, I think we have, we have like 19 or 20 different chocolate bars right now, which is crazy because we used to only have eight. And before that, we only had four or two. So <laughs> I like remember, you know, it keeps growing. <laughs> yeah. People love different flavors. So um, we've expanded our chocolate lines significantly this year. So we have all sorts of stuff. We have dark chocolate, milk chocolate, white chocolate for everybody. And so chocolate bars are kind of our bread and butter. Um, that's what we have lots of options on. And then we have desserts. We have cake, cookies, creme brulee, mousse, uh, tarts, and confections like truffles and caramels. Occasionally, we'll release a few new tasty treats for the weekend. So uh, we've been doing this thing called R&D Fridays. So <laughs> if if you stop in Friday around one o'clock, uh, we do, you can drop in from one to two. We'll be tasting kind of the experiments of the week, which has been such a delight of 2021 for me. <laughs> we right. end Fridays tasting chocolate and it's, it's just a really good, good way to, to end the week. But so uh, yeah, desserts, confections, pastries, chocolate bars, we have chocolate beverages like hot chocolate, we call it drinking chocolate because it's melted chocolate into hot milk and it's delicious. And then uh, we also have cocktails. Uh, so we do chocolate right. infusions and, in, you know, bourbon and vodka. Do you, do, yeah, different stuff. Do you have, especially with, well, with, with those, uh, with the hot chocolate, do you also have a non-dairy option for that? Or oh, yes. For the hot cho- okay, cool. Plenty yeah. of non-dairy options for beverages. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's, and yeah. chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So. Yeah, because I, I have a I have a lot of people that mention that, and I I didn't realize it until I started doing some um, five new thing episodes with uh, my friend Jara Nally and yeah. Tom's and J- Jara. Uh, she has certain allergies to certain types of foods, so she's really picky. Not picky, but she well, she just certain things she just doesn't eat. So or yeah. you know, and so she's so she's made me aware of well, that's 
that's a v that those play those guys make vegan smoothies and with non-dairy uh-huh. options and i mean yep. you know it's important because people you know you want to know that those options are available to you, especially if oh, that's, absolutely. that's the road you go down. So Jared's been a great customer over the years, <laughs> a great support to us. And yeah, we, we definitely have uh, dairy-free options for beverages. I'm actually gluten-free. So a lot of okay. our desserts are gluten-free, like our tarts, the majority of our cookies and all of our confections and chocolate bars are gluten-free. The only thing, yeah, that's not gluten-free is our cake and our best-selling chocolate chip cookie. Okay. So lots of options for folks and dietary needs at the 8th Street Market. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, it's good to know. I was I was sitting down with uh, with my buddy Matt Cooper, Chef Matt Cooper, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. uh, he he's big in the whole gluten free world of cooking, oh, yeah. and and uh, he 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 knows what he likes, and he knows how to make some really good tasty things that uh, that have no gluten in them. So I mean, it's not an easy task. I can easily least. say he's my favorite chef. <laughs> <laughs> Without question, right? Yeah, Without so, question. Yeah, yeah, I love his food. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. No, he's doing good. He's doing good with what he's what he's doing. So what is what are the holidays like for you? I mean, uh, business-wise and just, you know, creation-wise, I'm assuming that you guys were certainly probably planning things well in advance of the holidays, but it's this has just got to be a, a busy time for you. Absolutely. It's crazy town <laughs> with chocolate making. We spend, you know, the first half of the year developing new products. Well, at least that's how we spent this year. And then, but we had to finish that mid-year, at least by like August, because by the time August comes around, we've got to be producing for the holidays mm-hmm. and our staff increases. You know, we have lots of temporary staff that kind of carry us through Valentine's Day. And Yeah. Chocolate production is is heavy in especially fourth quarter. So we're very busy. We have an amazing team that's just hustling. We have a huge you know production team. Lots of people wrapping chocolate bars right now um, <laughs> every single day and um, making sure that people get to enjoy their chocolate. Mm-hmm. Speaking of enjoying the chocolate, I mean, outside of going to your store, where else locally in Northwest Arkansas can people find Markham and Fitz chocolate bars? Great question. I hope I don't leave anyone out. Um, we have quite a few local vendors that carry our chocolate, Whole Foods, ONF, Ozark Natural Foods, and Fayetteville, oh, yeah. Freckled Hen uh, Farmhouse, Home, mm-hmm. and Gifts, uh, maybe one or both locations. Uh, Snack Lab carries our stuff in Bentonville and Fayetteville. And there's quite a few more locations, but those are the first kind of off the top of my head. Yeah. And we'll put a link in the show notes because I know that some of that's on your website. So we'll put a link in the show notes to link to your site so that if people want to find it outside of just like, you know, just follow Randy's orders and go visit their location at the 8th <laughs> Street Market, okay? But after that, then when you need to your regular fix of Markham and Fitz and maybe you're in Fayetteville, just head over to ONF, like like Lauren said, and pick up a chocolate bar or two and uh, you will not be disappointed, so... So Lauren, before we close out, I'd love to learn a little bit more about what your plans are for the future. How bullish are you on chocolate in general? You know, more and more people are, are watching their weight and all this other stuff. I mean, mm. but but at the same time, we still don't like to deny ourselves some of the simple pleasures. So what what are you excited about with regard to chocolate and what you guys are going to be able to do in the in the future with Markham and Fitz? Great question. Probably one of my favorite things about chocolate is product development. I love making new things. And we spent a ton of time and effort this year developing lots of new products. 
including our origin stories line uh, that you kind of shared about earlier. And we have a new program called R&D. It's uh, obviously a take on research and development, but we call it really good and delicious instead. And um, <laughs> it's kind of, it's a fun experimental platform for us to create and make all sorts of new chocolate bars kind of whenever we want. So we'll be launching new bars in January and July, kind of every six months mm -hmm. so that we get that creative fun outlet so we can give that, share that with our customers. And that's something that just continues to excite me because we have like a long list of all these different flavors that we want to release, but we almost sure. have too many. And then, I mean, we're always pursuing growth and trying to figure out, you know, what directions to take with that. And I, I mean, I think, you know, we're really focused on our e-commerce store and growing our wholesale and distribution nationally. So that's really important to us uh, from a you know business perspective. But uh, yeah, I think kind of like you said, chocolate, we don't, even though, you know, we're focused on health, there's that balance, right? Like there's, I don't know, I never can have too much chocolate. I, I do <laughs> eat a lot of chocolate. And, but we primarily make dark chocolate. We focus on quality ingredients, primarily organic ingredients. And a lot of it has much less sugar than kind of the mass produced stuff that you can find all over. So we really focus on quality ingredients and kind of a healthy, you know, that's our health approach, I guess you could say to make yeah. chocolate. Yeah. No, I like that. Well, since I have you here and you are the expert of the duck chocolate experts. So what is 60%, 72%? What, what is the deal with the different percentages of dark chocolate? Because I think a lot of people don't understand it, right? They A lot of times people say, well, I'm just going to have this special dark from Hershey's and I'm good to go. And I don't think that that's 72% dark chocolate. But explain the difference because there are some differences in the percentage of dark chocolate that you find in a chocolate bar. Totally. So when you see a number on a chocolate bar with a percentage, that indicates to you how much cocoa or uh, cocoa solids are in the chocolate bar. So if you see a 60% dark chocolate on our shelf, the inverse of that, the 40% that's remaining is sugar. Okay. Or if it's a milk chocolate, it's sugar and milk. Right. Or a few other ingredients. If it's a Hershey's bar, the, you know, what's left over is probably sugar and vegetable fat and, you know, emulsifiers and things that kind of add up to that number. But we keep our ingredients minimal and organic and, what else can I tell you about percentages? So the the like the darker you go or the the higher the number gets, the less sweet the chocolate is going to be. And yeah. uh, I'm sure most people have figured that out by trial and error. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know I typically but seventy two percent. But I know is that, that your you can sweet go spot. Off. That's my sweet spot. Yeah, I can do that. Cool. But anything higher than that, it's a uh, it's a bit of a challenge. So. No, yeah. I, I get that. My sweet spot is probably 85. I, I mean, I oh, eat a lot of okay. chocolate, so you are, I, I you like are, it. You're what we call a chocolate baller because uh, you, <laughs> you, you clearly can hang as far as that's concerned. Because I tell you, I, I, I give up after 72 because I've had some higher than that. Like you said, the 85 range. Uh -huh. And I'm just like, I don't know if I can if I can stomach it. But But there are some health properties to dark chocolate. I mean, and so. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Lots of yeah. them. Mm -hmm. yeah, Especially so. once you go above, like it's the typical recommendation if you're looking for a healthy chocolate is 70% and above. Right. And of course, the less sugar you consume, the better. So yeah, yeah. A little bit, a little bit every day can't hurt. So I'm sure, I'm sure when you lived in France, I lived in Germany for a while and, and there were oh, just yeah. certain things that folks ate on a regular basis. 
They didn't eat a lot of it, but I was always amazed at the, the fact that like people had dessert every day in France. That wasn't yeah. like, you know, like yeah. literally every day, but it was like, hey, you know, they didn't consume a lot though. Like they wouldn't have right. like like four pieces of pie. They would just have a small, <laughs> a small piece of pie or maybe a cookie here or something else there. Yeah. And, you know, there was just something about it. But, you know, we tend to overdo it sometimes here in the States. But I think it, we could learn a lot from from our European neighbors as as it pertains to consuming sweets, because I think the idea is that why should we deny ourselves the pleasure of enjoying, you know, mm. a dessert on a regular basis, especially if we do it, you know, and, and we keep up with the the amount that we're actually enjoying. So, yeah, absolutely. That's a, a great philosophy and one I, I abide by myself. <laughs> That's cool. So if anybody wants to check you guys out online, what's what's the website address? It's markhamandfits.com. Okay. That's it's all M-A-K. spelled out. Yeah. All spelled out. Yeah. No ampersand in the website. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. M-A-R-K-A-H-A-M-A-N-D-F-I-T-Z.com. So that's right. Uh, and that's, that's the easiest way for people to check it out. And then, of course, you guys are open. Are you open every day of the week uh, at the A Street Market? We are right now. Yes. Okay. We're, all right. Yeah, open every day of the week. Okay, perfect, perfect. That's great. Well, we'll definitely send some folks your way. And anybody that's listening to this that's just discovered Markham and Fitz for the first time because of the podcast, please walk in there and tell them that Randy sent you uh, from the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast and that you've come to get some really good chocolate. So, uh, and I'm sure that Lauren and her team will take really, really good care of you. So, uh, anything oh, else yeah. you'd like to share with our audience before we we close? Well, I mean, I'd love to offer a discount code for people. Oh. Okay. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to go there, but you know, who turns down a discount code, Lauren? I mean, come on. What, what, what's the discount code you want to share with our audience? Cause we'll we can do a special one, a special one for you. I am okay. NWA 10 for 10% off. There you online. go. You guys have heard it first. I am NWA 10 for 10% off online. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate that. That would be great. I'm going to be the first person to take advantage of that. So Lauren, yeah, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and and sharing a little bit about your story. I think it's quite interesting. And especially for some people that maybe are already eating your chocolate and don't know the full story. Mm. Now they'll have a greater appreciation for the journey that you've been on to be a successful entrepreneur. So we really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for spending a little bit of time with us here at I Am Northwest Arkansas. Thank you so much for sharing our story. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, folks, there you have it. That's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes and learn more about Markham and Fitz, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today please consider following the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcasts come out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week with another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week.
on I Am Northwest Arkansas.